0: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast.
1: Well, this is as good as it's gonna get, man. We got the re- the real life DeAndre Jordan. Nah, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today Live Edition a uh, thanksgiving thursday off last week but we are back i am dan Vesperus, and hark what is that i hear arf arf i gotta yell hark it doesn't count if you don't yell hark uh Brew, what's up but, man
0: I, you know man i'm just recovering from that thanksgiving dude
1: yeah i uh you and i haven't actually like really talked in a couple of days and it feels really weird
0: are you okay <laughs> I'm 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 okay over here. Are you okay over there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's strange.
0: Yeah, this. I just figure whenever I whenever <laughs> I don't talk to you for a couple days, I just picture whatever movie that has like some dad that's got five kids hanging like a, like The Rock, whatever that kid movie was. Was that just called
1: like the, the nanny? Dad, the nanny. No, the Tooth Fairy. The, the Tooth
0: Fairy. Is that, that what you're you thinking two, of? You got two kids hanging one on each leg. Wasn't that ready the rock? to jump out a window?
1: <laughs> was that not The Rock? Am I getting that wrong? I think that was the Tooth Fairy.
0: That was he did a Tooth Fairy movie. The nanny
1: was Hulk Hogan, and that was like that was in the nineties, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. We're oh boy. The digression begins, and it's entirely my fault. Well, Brew, it's good to it's good to hear your voice. I can't see you this time. Yeah, sorry,
0: no camera. The all my great camera locations are are screwed up because it's pouring rain up here in sacramento yeah
1: you can't do your your shade lounge in the in the backyard iteration no
0: no and it's just chaos everywhere we just got the kiddo out of the house wifey's working in the living room we're we're, we're a mess over here at casa de Bruschi
1: well yeah i mean you make it through the holidays then everything but we got it i guess there's a, I guess there's a pretty big one later on this month i don't know happy december to everybody uh <laughs> To those to those watching on YouTube, you can see our Twitter handles on the screen. To those listening to the simulcast on audio only, this, of course, is Fantasy NBA Today. At Dan Bespers, my Twitter handle, he is at Aaron Bruski. We've got the biggest topics of the week. Could almost be the biggest topics of every two weeks, but there's actually been enough stuff, I think, going on the last couple of days that'll keep us fairly well occupied. I'd want to remind everybody also... If you're listening to the podcast, please join us for a live show next time here on YouTube. If you're watching the video screen, um, use the chat room. We're going to do some questions at the end. We're not going to do the very specific, like, here's my team, what move should I make questions. But if you've got something that's kind of more a little more broad topic, that's the stuff we like to go through. So we'll try to get some of those in towards the end of the program as well. Uh, but, Brew, I feel like the biggest story is the guy in the background of our of our graphic this week, and that is the injury to Carl Anthony Towns, who, when he went down, the immediate thought was, uh-oh, is this a year? And I, it's weird that you hear, like, six weeks and think that's kind of good news, but that's where we're at. Uh, what do you make of the cat situation? Is this just, like, because after Tibbs basically exploded him for a few seasons, there's been one thing after the other with this dude. Um uh, Folks have talked about slow mo, Jalen Noel. They're all on the board. Where are you at with this one?
0: I mean, if we're just going to talk about Cat for a second here, I think his co- his body and his conditioning has been a concern for about two, three years now. Um, you make a great point about Tibbs, and and you see Tibbs has a has, in his wake has just all sorts of players that he has destroyed um, through He's the years, her. and that's that's unfortunate, and and you got to think. You know, we'll just footnote that for a guy named Isaiah Hartenstein in New York. Uh, I've been wondering about that lately. But with Cat, the 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 lack of conditioning has been apparent for a, for a while. I think even when he was really young, you could kind of see the outlines of it. And that stuff, it trickles into these kinds of injuries. And so, you know, six weeks, whatever that's going to be when he returns, there's a lot of pressure on this team to perform. I think there's a lot of pressure on him personally to be, quote, the guy that everybody sort of I mean, this was a guy that the GMs four or five years ago all voted with, was the person that you would build around in the NBA. And it's not been the case. And he really hasn't developed into anywhere close to that guy. Um, and then his trade with Rudy Gobert comes in and, and really just cranked up the pressure up 50 notches. So I think there's a great potential for him to return and return in like too fast, uh, return ineffectively. And the, the physiological issues associated with this type of injury have such a trickle-down effect to every other part of the body. So it's a mess. Um, I think that the Wolves will play better in the interim. I think you've got injured star theory. If you want to just ride them for the next five to 10 games, I think they'll reorganize around Rudy Gobert, who, by the way, hasn't been great this year either. Um, But I think they'll find their identity. There'll be more shots for guys. So I think that this will be like a good thing for a lot of guys. And then the players you mentioned, Kyle Anderson is probably not a great bet to be a top 100 guy but he's definitely got that potential 150 is definitely there for him and then noel is gonna be great in certain builds because you won't have to worry about the shooting Hmm. um he'll have plenty of volume uh with with the scoring and and we love we love what he brings to the table if he ever gets truly cut loose but on a team like this with so many shooters and, and scorers it's really not in the cards for him this season but right now i think he has a, a real shot at 150 and then if you start taking away things he's not good at if that doesn't matter to your build he'll be a f- top 50 guy in certain you know punt strategies so that is you know that's what his potential is i should kind of tap the brakes on that a little bit but you know for a guy that could probably average say 17 points a game during this stretch there's gonna be some pretty fat stat lines some 17 3 and 4 stat lines out there for him in his future so I, I do like the idea of picking him up and i do like the idea of him getting traded to another team as well just <laughs> in general just, just to slip that in there at the end but yeah, i just, like, just could just trade the guy already because i got him in 30 deep and, and things are going well
1: th- oh yeah i got all kinds of celebration notes on
0: 30 deep but i guess i, I think we're those. facing each other in the finals in that league or, or in the division
1: it's pos- actually we are for the first time that i can remember on opposite Divisions are we in
0: opposite divisions. Good.
1: We, I am Brian Reeves. You are deadlift this year. Thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, you're right behind Rick Kamla for in the deadlift division. I'm in third place behind uh, Dennis Velasco and Brandon Kleiss. And I think by the end of this week, I should be moving in front because I've got an eight zero and one lead going right now. I got Kevin Duran and Christophs Porzingis to start that thing. I, I mean. I could do almost hey, anything during else. During
0: this show, do you think we could just, like, cry about injuries for, like, two minutes?
1: Yeah, actually, I do have a segment on injuries slated for after we talk about the Orlando Magic. Um, okay, because good. I'll just, leave it for then. Because we got I, good injuries. I at least
0: one minute on air crying about injuries. Okay.
1: Right? Can we also do a minute after that celebrating the fact that all of a sudden, like, four, like, big-name guys are probably coming back
0: within the week? Yeah, I mean... It, well, it, this, I Let's I do it now. Last, yeah, I was trying do it to last night try to put it in context in my head because it doesn't feel like there's there's been these years in the past where there's just major injury after major injury. I remember like, you know, maybe it was even the Gordon Hayward snaps his ankle in half on opening night year where you're Oof. just like, whoa, you know, and then there was the COVID year, you know, and and so like I don't think things are as bad, but it feels like there are a lot of one to two month injuries or or you know, two to four week injuries, just up and down rosters. And, and in particular for like my squads, which I have like most of my squads sitting in like fifth place somewhere with a bench that's like all all stars, you know, and it's it's very frustrating because on one hand, I'm like, man, this, this is, I guess, OK, because it could have been a whole lot worse. Um, but like Cam Johnson and Desmond Bain. Mm. On like every team. This was guaranteed multi-round jumps over ADP. And in the case of Bain, he was at a top 20 level, just crushing it with no end in sight. And, and it's just take it's taken that profit and just ripped it away from me.
1: Yeah, for no overnight. Overnight. And the Cam one was really, that's a, lo- a longer absence, especially frustrating too because he got off to a slow start and that was a really easy Go by type of like there was an opportunity to get even more out of that one because folks that drafted were getting a little annoyed after whatever it was. He was on like a hip yeah, he had like a hip minutes <laughs> restriction. Uh and then he, <laughs> he had like three games of top fifty, and you're like, Okay, here you go. And then kablamo Kablamo. Uh Harden's been out for a month. Dame has missed most of the season so far. Paul George was a fairly predictable one, but he's back out again. Kawhi hasn't basically played a game so far this year. Can I, my greatest gripe, if we're going to do gripes here, is Chris Middleton, who's one of the good news guys right oh, now, yeah. along with Dame and uh, Harden, who are all expected back within the next like four days. But I'm so irritated with the Bucks. They downplayed that injury through the entire preseason. And then on, like, the Monday or Sunday or Monday before the season started, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, he's not going to be ready to start the year. We're like, okay, fine. Not ready to start the year. No big deal. Six and a half weeks later, he's coming back. What the crap was that? Not they're, ready. They're, he's not close.
0: It's small market stuff. How could like, you? It, 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 it's just small market stuff. They They don't want to tell you anything for whatever reasons. Like... There's competitive reasons, there's agent reasons, there's, you know, I don't even want to say HIPAA reasons because everybody just uses that incorrectly, but, like, they, they do it, and if you are in a small market, like, the media will just sort of be like, okay, yeah, we'll help you. <laughs> you, you don't want anybody fine. to know anything? We don't want anybody to know anything either, and it's just a symbiotic relationship in these small markets. I, I shout out to, I think it's Kobe Price in Orlando who has sort of changed the Orlando no information ever situation and he's brought some really good reporting to light on on injuries and such but like i mean even in like sacramento last night you know like dearon fox is quiet for a quarter and then like a bunch of beat writers pop up like oh yeah 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 he missed he missed practice the other day you know he, he's he's not 100 percent." you're like well that would have been great to know before the game had i been gambling on it or <laughs> you know whatever the case may be <laughs> and and then he starts making shots oh yeah never mind he's he, he's he's not
1: he's okay yeah i don't think you we like we don't need to go full apologist mode if a guy has one bad quarter that's very i worked in the minors for a long time everybody that that listens to these shows regularly knows that because i bring it up from time to time it's a very minor league kind of thing to do where and it's actually really more like a collegiate thing to do where someone gets hurt and you talk to somebody about it and they're just like yeah, we'll figure it out. It's like, no, no, you know what's going on, but you just, like, no one gets to know because in college, it's like, okay, it's fine. Like, these are kids, you know, let's not make a huge deal out of it. But you get to the pros and then you get to the bigs and it's like, nobody knows what's going on? Get out of here with that crap. This is a lot of money and jobs are... Whatever. I have so much annoyance with the Chris Middleton thing because I drafted him in a bunch of spots, thinking so like he'll be fine. I, like a week, I, I, what?
0: I, it was funny because that was the same experience for me. And then I just looked and I was like, hmm, I got a lot of Chris Middleton on my team. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, this is looking like it's gonna be a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had no intention of having all the Chris Middletons, but they were like, oh yeah, he's like he's out for whatever it was. Like but I think I he's think he's back.
0: And well, I'm yeah. sitting there looking at like three Chris Middletons on high stakes teams and going, "All right, okay. this is gonna, this works for me." Yeah, like, I'm glad he's back.
1: <laughs> Let's try. Right, okay, we'll try to look at it from the positive standpoint. I'm okay with that too. We'll be, we'll be the the happy go lucky folks because there are actually a few pieces of good data on the injury front. Middleton being one of them. He's back uh, tomorrow. Expected to make his season debut. Did just. Wallop the hapless Lakers just to sort of ease into the NBA season, uh, and then you got Harden, who I think is targeting Sunday or Monday. I forget when their game is. And Dame is targeting end of the weekend, first thing next week. So, you know, from that standpoint, like at least three of them are coming back. It-
0: well, and and on, I think Cam Johnson will probably come back. Like so, there's there's two schools of thought there. I think that they'll either want him back. He will want to come back. I should say for the the Christmas game um, and I actually didn't confirm I just assumed they're playing on Christmas, so if I got that wrong, my apologies um but that being a very visible game and 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 him being in a contract situation, I think he personally and um well, they they are, by that the point. Way. he personally they are on christmas day yeah he he personally wants to be out there, but the way it shook out injury wise is it was better for him to do the surgery that had the quicker timetable independently of the contract situation, independently of wanting to get on the court faster. It was the shaving of the, the, the ligament, or probably the cartilage in his knee that instead of you know a bigger procedure, like a snip or And timing-wise, it would actually be
1: pretty close to the initial estimate. See, this last game was on November
0: 4th. So that would yeah, be Yeah, that would be like, the two month side. Yeah. So, so my my thinking is they probably don't want to bring him back <clears throat> cold for that game. That would be a lot of pressure on him to perform though. Their sons are old school, so maybe they do that. I would if it was me, if I wanted to really play well on Christmas Day, I would have, you know, returned two to three games ahead of that. And his reports have been very positive, you no know, setbacks, um, already on his feet and doing stuff. So I kind of feel like December fifteenth you know I don't you know, that ballpark I don't know if there's a game on that date or what, but so we could see him back in two weeks that would be so,
1: also a small piece of good news in this which, and, and desmond
0: Bain, we uh, speaking of small markets, we got to get David Williams over there kicks him butt, yeah, where the hell's he yeah, where David not David, I meant David. Desmond,
1: but certainly both yeah no sure. no
0: David David could just walk <laughs> in there and, and ask the guy
1: <laughs> hi, where are you des? um <laughs> did you bring yeah. some news to us because that was um. Hasn't that been two weeks now? I've lost it's track. Been a
0: good two to three weeks there. Yeah, look up. And that was game. like printing money, the Desmond Bain oh, stuff. Oh
1: yeah, that's been three weeks already. November eleventh.
0: It's twenty. And they days. are very quiet there with injuries. Always, as well. always. Like it's no, it's no shot at David because nobody like Woj doesn't get the intel. Nope. You know, nobody gets um, to no. know.
1: Toronto does that same crap. You're out indefinitely until you're not. Then you're out just definitely, or you're back definitely. Uh, which is a shame because some teams use indefinitely, and it means like a long time. We really don't know. And some teams use it, uh, when they know, and they just wanted, sort of like, keep the wool pulled down as best they can. I don't, Brew. What are you without like going too far down the tinfoil rabbit hole here? Um, what? specialty. Are, why are teams so secretive about this stuff? There's like, there, I don't, I don't a see the of- obvious downside for people knowing even a rough estimate of when someone comes I get like don't rush a guy back don't put pressure on them to be back but like they want to play so what the hell difference does it make
0: it's really I mean it, it is tinfoil hat stuff but it's not really that tinfoil it's it's that there's currency in the NBA reporting world um there's a monopoly in the NBA reporting world and it goes through the major um Agencies uh, for players, player agents, they basically can give the info they want to Woj and Shams and then a couple others, maybe like five to ten others. And they can then, when they need to get stuff done for their clients, they can use that currency to frame whatever they need to frame in the media. And those are those reports that you see where like a trade possibility gets reported And then like a local beat writer who's totally plugged into that team that never misses on that team ever, you know, like John Gambadora in, uh, in Phoenix, you know, will just come out and be like, yeah, Phoenix has zero interest in that deal. Like, and, 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 you know, at that point when like that report came out, it was pure propaganda from the side that would benefit from that report. And so on the front side of that, Shams and Woj and, and these other handful of newsbreakers, this is all currency. So if I'm, a, if I'm a team, I don't want to give away my currency, you know, early on in the process to like some local, hmm. you know, wank that's got no, no juice, you know, you know some oh, local wake, team blogger, juice, some local team blogger that's, that's just happy to be in the room, right? You know, I'm not going to tell that guy anything because I need to give it to those guys for currency. So they withhold. And it's it's a, it's this withholding game. And then there's some like mild stuff where like a player has a hurt hand, right? <clears throat> nobody knows about it. Happens in a game, happens in a practice, nobody knows nothing about it. And then it's it, it's not something they want the other team to know because they think that, that that's gonna cause the other team to slap down hard on the ball. So they're gonna they're gonna hide stuff that way. So it's just this it's this web of intricacies, and I really think like blurbers who who work with the news on a daily basis. They're the ones who really get the best feel for how this all goes.
1: All right, I want to pivot into the Magic um, because the Magic got a, a an embarrassment of guard-related riches all at the same time on a team that was already sort of a total mishmash of who the hell was playing. Uh, but Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony each came back at the same time, and they're still uh, they're waiting on Suggs, I think. They've still, they've still got one more Point guard in the hopper. The apparition known as Jonathan Isaac still hasn't taken the court, which might be the silliest story in the NBA in like the last ten years. Dude's been out for two and a half years now. Uh that's TJ Warren length, but he's supposed to be back this week. Um what are the magic gonna do? what like <laughs> we saw a false start, which I have to admit I was intrigued by because of all of those dudes. He's the one that could actually hold fantasy value without having to take 25 shots a game. The other ones, like, Suggs needs a ton of shots, tons of usage to overwhelm the bad stuff. And with Cole Anthony, it's a lot of popcorn numbers, which is great when he's the only guy on the court, but harder when he has to actually share it with Paolo, who's the taking a truckload of shots. Yeah,
0: The point forwards. point
1: forwards when Franz and Paolo. Um, so... I added faults in a few spots. I'll I'll put that out there. I thought he looked really good actually in his fifteen minutes coming back. because um, points, assists, steals on percentages that won't blow up your team is kind of kind of an interesting combination. What what He's, are you thinking?
0: So Fultz, the player has graduated. You know, he did that last year and the year before. Kind of it took about it, it took until about two years ago and you started to see the outlines of a player that now gets it there's not any sort of little man in his head issues the major injury stuff yes he's been injured but like the the shoulder blade can't shoot injury that that was really the question mark surrounding him that's all gone
1: that was a lot like the ben simmons back injury i think we can all be
0: pretty honest about that now right uh i i don't know i think simmons simmons is his own unique beast i just think that they like put like, there
1: was a mental thing. That's fine. That's totally right. okay. Yeah. We all deal with that stuff. But it created this other Oh, my, like, I got a thing going on in my brain. It's telling me my shoulder's not right. But you get over the thing in your brain, and suddenly your shoulder feels a heck of a lot better, which might be why my back is hurt right now. I do feel you kind know, of You know, actually,
0: out. I, it, it, I won't go all the way down this rabbit hole, but like, the, the pain neuroscience link is something I'm dealing with with my RSI right now. Right. I'm not allowed to call it RSI actually anymore. Um, oh, you got
1: disciplined by your I
0: got disciplined by my doctor um, <laughs> because we don't even know what it is. And, and that just puts a, a name on a thing. Um, and then your body, the mind body connection is, is crazy and it's definitely a different podcast. But I I think with Ben Simmons, there was enough behavior that was was, you know, it, that we all witnessed. Right. That was reported upon where we didn't get that with faults. So like it's just I think two different flavors of ice cream you know, as it relates to a potential, you know, um, a, issue. As a
1: mean analogy for a lactose intolerant show host. Yeah. Sorry, dog. Yeah. You should
0: have some ice cream. It'll make you feel better briefly, <laughs> but folks, the player good. I think adding him makes sense. I think it's going to be all down come down to his health. I'm just more interested in what this does to the the rest of the team, which functioned kind of all right without a point guard. You know, it it was not it it. I've been watching a ton of the Magic. They're the weirdest basketball team I think I've ever seen. Bull, bull, (laughs) bull, bull. Like bull, bull. First of all, somebody got really mad at me for celebrating bull, bull, and all I gotta say is, for the amount I spent on bull, bull in Fab dollars, I will celebrate (laughs) all day long. Why wouldn't you? It's a great story. Well, it's a great story, but also like I think I spent like. I, like, I, I made big spends, and I hate to say it on Nick Richards, but, like, on, <laughs> oh, well. uh, drink Duff responsibly. Um, <laughs> Duff uh, man. And also, big on could Nick you play, Richards. Guy, come on, Steve Clifford, <laughs> could you play Nick Richards? Everybody in Charlotte's clamoring for it. He he, he needs to put up some more empty stat lines that, that are bigger. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I made, made a big spend, right? And then I had Bull Bull pop up, and it was like, holy moly this is gonna be just amazing how much money do i have and i was like counting my money like okay i'm just gonna spend it all you know and Mm. you know and bull bull and yeah it's been that worked yeah it worked and it it, and it's still gonna be on the razor's edge of who knows how it could go it feels like the whole year because injury risk alone keeps me up at night there
1: yeah, but I was in a league where someone spent, someone dropped Nick Claxton, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But someone went the full hundred on him, full hundo.
0: I, if, there, if there's like a unicorn, you know, that's not a high profile unicorn in fantasy, it's Bull Bull because sometimes you'll see a stat line, and you're like, man, that's nine categories. Like, you know, maybe with the assists not there, but like, damn. Like, yeah, and, 50. and watching him play, you're thinking, He's got some stuff that could end up being unstoppable. You know, Victor Wemba style can shoot over the top of you. You know, you're going to just always be able to get that shot stuff. And so he's playing well. Manchero is like their guy, you know, and he's an isolation player. Franz Wagner really does need the ball in his hand to be effective. So Fultz plays well with that. Um, it's going to knock the rest of the guards off the radar. I think it will take from both of the point forwards value when these guards come back, because if they're on the court and you're not putting the ball in their hands, they should, really shouldn't be on the court. And I mean, and, and speaking defensively, you've got Jalen Suggs back there. You've got these long, lanky players, you know, in, on the front line. So you can cover up for the lack of a, you know, perimeter defender, a guard. So they've got this unique lineup that's super versatile, even though it doesn't feel versatile in the way that they're all sort of isolation and dribble heavy players. So it's just a really weird situation. Um, It's really too bad Mo can't stay healthy and, you know, be that final piece to what would really be a unique fantasy squad where Fultz gets his value on low minutes, low touches, the forwards get their volume bull bull does random bull bull stuff and then bomba gets in there and also has a, a really good fantasy game and not such a good reality game and the, and the magic Men 30 games we're all happy
1: yeah i don't think yeah they you think they get to 30 i don't i don't think they get to 30 Why, what are they at right
0: now uh Two? they are at
1: Four? five they're just past five? the good. quarter good, point good job magic yeah they're well on their way to a 20
0: burger there they're, yeah, they're not getting to thirty. No, they're not. getting I don't, to not I don't know if I took the over or the under. I can't remember.
1: I can't remember either. Um, I thought their number was very low. Let, let's okay. Their 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 uh their over under was was like twenty four. It was nowhere near thirty. I believe I can go back and cool. check that during something. Hey, want to remind everybody? By the way, I was sort of treating this like an audio only pod for a while there um if you are watching on youtube right now please do click the thumbs up at the bottom of the screen or wherever the hell it appears on mobile because i'm an old man and i don't actually know what that looks like uh and subscribe if you're new to this sports ethos universe our ethos is sports that's the that's the way it works so please do do uh all of those things i did say do do there i don't know if you guys heard it it was not
0: on purpose i wasn't gonna let let, yeah. I wasn't gonna let it slide no
1: nor should you if it happens you got if it happens you gotta let it slide uh, but let's, let's talk one more thing. Um, and then we'll get into questions here. Cause I, uh, we have until 1130. I don't
0: know. That's a potty training word right there. You gotta
1: let it slide out. <laughs> you gotta let it slide. Um, is this, this is around the time last year, brew, where we talked about the great leveling.
0: Have we seen mm.
1: what most guys, not all most guys kind of are at this point now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the, the leveling sort of is a, is an overlay, um, it's it's in fantasy, it's in reality, it's you know it's the ups and the downs uh you take the good, you take the bad, the fact of life, all. yeah, and then you have uh, it it so you just gotta play you know it's like zoom into some numbers that don't make sense, you know, shooting percentages that are ten percent over what they should be, you know that's coming back whichever whichever direction it's uh you know it appears to be right now, so um that and then. Team stuff like, you know, locally in my backyard, the Kings are, you know, just like a good basketball team that was able to sneak up on everybody. They started off terribly while playing well. And it was like, yeah, they're probably going to go beat the spread the next five games. And then they went and rattled off seven in a row. And then it's like, okay, hey, now everybody's talking about that damn beam. You know, teams are coming in wanting to beat the Kings. Their shooting percentages are way higher than they should be. Guess who's going on a losing streak? The Kings. You know, so that's going to happen on top of the individual player stuff. You got to just really sort of sort it out and figure out, okay, who's going to get hit hard, who's going to bounce back. And it's really player specific. But this time of year, it's, it's fun because it's a little bit more predictable than, you know, five games, 10 games after the season start. And, and you, you can take that predictability and really cash it in.
1: I also want to throw this little bad boy up on the screen. And for those, again, listening, this is an advertisement for Manscaped.com. Use promo code Ethos20 to get 20% off and free shipping on your order. Uh, I've been pushing, actually, the luxury nail kit, Brew. I don't know. Did did we get them to send you one of those? If not, we got to because they're hey, sweet. Man, I got
0: boxes of Manscaped stuff.
1: Yeah. Crack those bad boys I, I'm, open. I'm
0: like, wait, you need a new one every year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually agree with you on that. I've long said that there the lawnmower 3.0, which is one from I think like a year and a half or two years ago. That's that's the favorite sideburn trimmer that I've Honestly, ever used. Honestly,
0: like I I've not seen I I don't know if especially you know growing up in the old days like I like if the uh I've not seen a device where men have unanimously said Wow, what a device!" And that's what that was the one. That was the one. Yeah, that was and, the one. And, and Manscaped that that was a great pitch that I just made. So. Send yeah. me another box.
1: <laughs> Here, let me, let me pull up the shears so everybody can see that luxury nail kit on their screen. It's sweet, man. Uh, best nail clipper I've ever used. My wife keeps saying I have to talk about the shears on broadcast, so now I can actually put a picture of it. Oh, my God, the technology. It's overwhelming. Let's They're do not it.
0: paying us enough for this kind of a pitch, Dan. <laughs> oh, it's like, a beautiful this is a thing. This a heartfelt pitch. That's right. You know, we, on, the, on the rate sheet, we go like, you know, we don't care pitch. <laughs> you know medium pitch and, and felt ballad <laughs> that's right it's a power ballad about the manscaped nail kit uh, hey there's an idea for matt with his weird owl stuff oh a, aren't those great
1: power ballad did you get a chance i don't you probably didn't because i sort of slipped it into a show um our guy matt matt who is who uh is one of the two hosts of our clippers show also does a weird owl style thing where he changes song lyrics to fantasy basketball lyrics and they're amazing. And he changed Sold. All I Have to Do is Dream, which is a, sh- a song from, I think, the late 50s, early 60s, to All I Have to Do is Stream. Strong oh, recommend he, on that he, bad boy.
0: For the first whiff of that I got, I was, I was a fan. And yeah. That's...
1: I got it. He, by the way, he recorded it. Dude can actually sing. And I, think he, played, sing. And I think he played oh, the boy. guitar in it. I put I mean, it as I a think secret- He also played
0: ball in college. We got a few of those of those guys on, on Yeah, our, uh, like I think he's a deadly three point shooter. I think Rhett did he's too. He's like a jack of all trades. That Matt Irann.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, practice it. your name, Matt. Bruce, Sorry, Bruce. Drunk at eleven fifteen a.m. <laughs> uh Zion, three, two, what do you think about points. Zion? I want to do a few big boy big boy I, questions I, here before Zion, we sign off.
0: I can't do it, like. It's going to be bad. <laughs> he's great. He's like, you know, he's Zion. He's going to score a ton. and He's going to have, you know, some crazy stat lines. And then he's going to hang you up to dry with like a, you know, a zero money counting stat, you know, three steals and blocks and, you know, some terrible free throw number and like four rebounds or something. And, and you're going to be like, no, I really wish I didn't buy that hype train in Zion.
1: He's number 56, by the way, in nine cat, which feels like a pretty reasonable place for him to just sort of coast along with big and little games all blended together in a delightful bucket. And that's of injury risk of also. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um, here's one Dan from Hayden. Dan as we sits 26% through the season. That's very specific. What percent of games played in a games cap league would you like to be at now? I'm ahead of pace, unfortunately. And I sat Jalen Noel and Max Drews yesterday. Um, I mean, you know, in the era now, I used to, four years ago, I used to try to lag about 20 to 25 games behind. So like, you know, one or two-ish at each position right now. Um, I don't really do that anymore. With the number of injuries in the NBA, and I've got to think that as we hit the winter months, COVID is going to pop up, even if it isn't as bad as the last couple of years. There's just so many missed games. I mean, like for Brew, when I look at that top 150 list, and the average number of games missed is 40 14 you can't really afford to lag behind in games played anymore is this something that you mess around with much
0: mm, you know this sounds stressful i just gotta throw that out there <laughs> yeah, i mean it's... you're like in you're in november de- december and you're like man i really gotta start noel and strews <laughs> <laughs> yeah streamer man it's the year of the stream again oh yeah yeah you're, you're really making that 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 big time the uh the games cap roto I'm working um, on it Yeah I mean I guess the the alternative is that you could hold back a little bit more and then just super stream at the end of the season when when you know what categories you need to aim for that's there's a real strategy you know involved in the the last third of the season in determining what you can do you know um with with your production and and harnessing it in the areas that it matters uh, percentages is one where you, you you can kind of fade that because you can't really move the percentages at the end of the year right so you can really if if the if the rest of the league's not in tune with this stuff, you can just get in there and and stream all the popcorn stats that you want and so who knows what kind of strategy that will lead you to right now but um that would be my only addition to the conversation is is to maybe lay back a little bit and and use the end of the year to uh, pick up some Oklahoma City thunder you know, ninth man or something.
1: Well, streaming is certainly popular right now because, uh, I keep a, a list, a running list that I try to throw up daily and it's at 23 names this morning. That's, and every one of those is injury related. In some I, I, I appreciated
0: Everyone. your note to the schedule makers about stopping with this, this madness Stop. of 13 games. And it was the most boring 13 games.
1: And then one, we got one game
0: tonight. What That's You it? couldn't,
1: you couldn't push. Like three of those back a day. Maybe I
0: am gonna start drinking early, Dan.
1: (laughs) You might as well. Hey, Brew, what are we doing with Thad? I'm keeping him as long as he's in the starting lineup. I know he stunk yesterday. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I definitely agreed with the, you know, going forward with Thad while he's, you know, there and doing his things, and, and he's the proverbial player that they want to give the ball and give production to while the, the team is injured. You know, they're like, this is your time, Thad. Enjoy the food. And, um, but yeah, it's gonna be over now.
1: My dog sn- is going to sneak in and jump up on the bed behind this board. So if you see it like rattle behind me, that's a dog. Um, this is a good one. It has to do with the the backup centers who have massive, massive potential. Ah, how you. many How many can you have on your team or is it situational? I think it's like, which, unfortunately, it's largely situational, which is kind of a cop-out answer. And, but. and
0: I'm glad that, that these names are being discussed because, that's the other thing about these fifth place teams of mine. I'm sitting there and I'm looking, I'm like, damn, these guys are not producing right now. And that is also hidden value for later on down the road. Each one has their own unique thing going on. A Kongwu has really like lost, like, I've lost a lot of confidence in his ability to be a permanent guy. He's every time I've lost that, that um, confidence in the past, he's sort of bounced back and been able to show that, hey, this is a guy that can get steals and blocks. You know, he can participate in the flow of the offense. Uh, This injury to John Collins might be interesting, but I kind of think he also, Okongwu, goes the beat of his own drum, that what's going on around him doesn't necessarily impact what he does within the game. So um, I think I'm probably least excited about him, though the current scenario is good for him. If John Collins is hurt, we don't know. I don't know if, if an update has flashed by since we started. Um, and, then, and then Hartenstein, this is a classic. I was actually kind of worried about this with the guy because he had that pretty bad ankle injury last year. Tibbs, as we were talking about earlier in the show, he's just bad news for players. And so when the... dealing with an Achilles injury... Hit the hit the wire. I was like, oh, you know, bleep! Like this is not good because they're going to just handle it the wrong way, no matter what. If he's not going to be effective for whatever reason, there's a decent chance he should be resting. Not going to say it's like a hundred percent because he would lose all of his basketball shape if he rests, and and that might be what they're trying to do is continue to keep him strong and and sort of protect the injury that way. But this is Tibbs. I kind of don't think they're going to do it right. Look at what they've done with Mitchell Robinson, who weirdly comes back and looks like he's 20 years old. You know, he's running around the court, not dragging that leg around. So something's weird in New York. And then with Hartenstein, if if he's not going to be an athletic big, you know, the kind that can step up to the level and defend the, the screen and roll and, and be the special player that he was early in the season – you know, and the stats were sort of flowing for the most part. I mean, we were all pretty happy about Hartenstein early on. That's now concerning. And I'm, I found myself saying, well, God, I hope the all-star break comes so he can rest that thing <laughs> laughing that's a, yeah. because that's not a good thing to be thinking, right. You know, about a Hartenstein. And so to, to, to kind of bring it home, there are going to be situations. If you've got a lot of these guys, you're going to have to cut bait with one of them. And then with Isaiah Jackson, was watching that game last night miles turner talk about a weird player he sucked last night like just flat out sucked and this is a guy that they're kind of built around in indy and that's not helping his trade value but on the other hand he has these great games that are you know really poppy in the box score i'm sure that helps his trade value but indy i think is 12 and 10 after last night's loss They play for an owner in Herb Simon who has never tanked in his entire life. You know, he's getting to the end of the road. So will they continue along that trajectory to make him happy? Rick Carlisle doesn't want to tank. Carlisle's in there doing all sorts of Carlisle stuff, which has really messed with the heads of all of their bigs, I think. You're seeing inconsistency out of Jalen Smith, inconsistency out of Isaiah Jackson. Um, this scenario of they them having no miles Turner and letting the rest of the bigs play and really do it within the flow of a, of a Tyrese Halliburton pick and roll offense that doesn't have miles Turner floating around, jacking up crazy shots all the time. That is where Isaiah Jackson starts scoring, rebounding, putting up four or five defensive stats per game. So it's like, Man, do you want to like sit on him the entire first third of the season when it sucks, drop him, and then watch him get picked up and, and, and go huge for somebody else? That's tough. I would probably rank them. I'd keep probably Isaiah Jackson, and then I'd probably flip a coin on the other two and, and, and get rid of one of them.
1: Let's do one more medium-sized question, and we'll see if we have time for a little lightning round. What is wrong with Scotty Barnes this season is the question. I have to admit, I haven't really been paying super close attention to Barnes. Because uh, I drafted him in precisely zero places. I thought he was going a round or two too early. Um, but his percentages, in particular, are way off. Do you see those coming back, Brew? Do you see do you see him moving past where he was last year or getting back kind of to where he was last year? Because I think that's probably where I'm at. I, I feel like he probably just ends up kind of where he was last season because it wasn't like the road opened up for him in Toronto. They still have all those other guys taking tons of shots, plus an OG Ananobi who's doing more this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, it feels like Fred Van Vliet's played in way less games than he actually has. Um, he's the guy I think has the, uh, you know, the bad, bad knee, that, bad, bad you know, everything. It, yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's getting any better for him and it's, you're going to see, unfortunately, because I, I really like the player. I, I, I think this could be the beginning of a really rough road for him. Um, So that actually helps Scotty Barnes quite a bit. If that continues to be the case, um, I think those percentages are going to even out. I think that that team has a lot to figure out on the fly with their game, you know, strategy and approach like Siakam. They're really committed to him and he has answered the bell. So, you know, he, he and OG Inunabi are going to continue in their current, roles and capacities Gary Trent has not been good like that's another sign that something's not right with that offense Um, you know I don't think they're concerned at all in Toronto I think they're going to just let this all work itself out naturally and I think you're going to see both Barnes and Trent go on a leveling of improved shooting and it's going to be really really exciting I think for fantasy GMs who have them at that point in time. Now, does this mean that they're going to make ADP or they're going to be these great success stories? Is Scotty Barnes going to kind of make that leap that people were picturing him as some sort of like magic Johnson, you know, using the term very lightly there, but like just this big man that can handle dish, you know, body up any player on the other team defensively and really kind of be the centerpiece of this Toronto squad. Um, they're just you you know, uniquely provisioned in that Pascal Siakam and OG and Nunabi are like the same exact guy, you know, and, but Barnes is going to be um, a little tricky until he hits his stride, which I suspect will happen within about two to three weeks.
1: Last reminder here to please hit the thumbs up and subscribe to the YouTube page. We are going into lightning round brew. So we are going to try to squeeze in as many questions as we can before the timer expires. Uh, and if I skip yours, I apologize. It's because I don't think it can be done uh, during a lightning round. Is Sadiq Bey worth a pickup? I say yes. Yes. True? Yep. Great.
0: I don't know what's going on, but yes.
1: Uh, Nick Claxton or Alperin Shengun, rest of season?
0: Uh, you know, uh, you know, I've crapped on Shengun. Uh, that's the right enunciation. Yep. I've Shin-Goon. crapped on him many times this year but i do think he's settling into a top 75 guy and that's that's better than claxton.
1: Yeah, i'll go that direction with you as well. Uh is cam johnson worth adding in a points league right now? Yes. Yes, i agree on that one. Uh Bobby Portis rest of season value and will chris middleton impact it in any way?
0: Um i haven't confirmed portis's value. He's currently
1: number 82.
0: Yeah, i kind of think he continues um that's i'll go, go 75. Too.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Middleton is a big cramp on that one. You'll see it punch more into some of these other
0: guys like Javon like, Carter, like your, your guy Brook Lopez.
1: Brolo can't be stopped. You can only hope to contain him. Number I fourteen, love that number fourteen in nine cat right now. Uh, uh,
0: might be the might be the draft pick of the year. I don't know. He's
1: yeah. I mean, he was he's, going in, the t- at like he's in the in the discussion. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Any reason to consider him for anything at all? I changed nah, this question. And this
0: is why I was telling Kiggs fans who screamed at the roof, off the top of the rooftops that I was stupid, that, that he shouldn't really want to keep bogging around because he's got knee issues. Hey, guess what? He's got knee issues, knee issues. Here we go again. Should we wor- be worried about LaMelo ball? That was really screwed up. Like tripping over a fan and re-injuring your ankle is just bad, bad luck. Um, he's going to come back. He'll be fine. It's, it's just unfortunate for those who picked him up on draft day.
1: This one's just a funny one. The basketball gods robbed us of Chet Holmgren versus Bulbul knockdown out, string bean matchup of the century. Thank you. With, with with
0: Poku like refing the game or something. <laughs>
1: Poku, Poku weighs how much I weigh and he's a foot taller than than me, which is rough because I'm also probably a little underweight here. Uh, Jalen Williams, will he do anything this year? I mean, I have trouble trusting anything out of
0: Oklahoma City because. I have trouble trusting Gilgis Alexander. Uh, he's, he's busted records practically, you know, for for this season. And I'm, if you were like, hey, I'll trade you this. I'm sitting there going, man, I don't know if I could do
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's the roulette wheel. Kelly Olenek, a sell high or a hold? This is a hard one actually for me. because if, if, like-
0: if you had people valuing Olinnick at what he should be valued at, I would probably trend to sell high but nobody ever values Kelly no. you're not going to get as, 60
1: as, back he's 60 right now but you're not getting that back
0: yeah no they, they, they're going to value him at like 120 so what yeah and what's the point yeah, yeah so i think it's a hold uh
1: anthony davis or james harden rest of season i'll go Ooh. ad give me ad he's the yeah, best player in fantasy AD
0: too i i'm it i mean talk about the heartburn in that decision yeah well either way at this point harden's an old man too Harden's an old man, and and, and they probably play better without him in Philly. Yeah, maybe. And AD's got <laughs> him by 9, 10 games already I mean, here. So. AD, by the way, AD looks terrible on the basketball court. Like, and I know people might say I don't agree with that, but he looks terrible to me. Like defensively, he's still putting up numbers.
1: Yeah, like, he's a monster. That's monster. that's crazy that he can be rolling at like seventy percent and still just destroying things. He yeah. looks better now than he did two weeks ago because when he was holding his back after every shot, you're like, "Oh boy!" Now at least he's I moving just think a he little. Can't de- I, I just think he can't defend anywhere near what the name value is. Not, no, he can't keep up with guards anymore. He's lost no, that step. That's the big key. They're right blowing there. past him, um, but he but he still handles the wings pretty well. And it's pretty funny to watch wings like try to go at him. He's like, nah, not yet,
0: dude. Well, they can smell blood, right? So they try. And, they're, and then <laughs> and they're just not. And then they're quite. like, oh, wait. Yeah, he can still jump a little, you know, the wings and yeah, yeah, his but, wings. Like, shoot, I got to be
1: 6'2 or below and then I can blow past him. But these like 6'8 guys are like, I'm fast and they're still
0: getting stuck. Well, that speaks to how great of a player he was yeah. you know, many years ago that they couldn't get past him.
1: Pre-bubble. Yeah. Bubble, bubble, yeah. and pre-bubble ad. He just hasn't been the same since everybody got run into the ground with a six-week off season. Oh ah, well. Uh,
0: slow mo or Poku? I'll take slow mo, and it's I, Poku's probably more fun. If you want, if yeah. you want to like roll the dice every night and you know get that gambling thrill, do Poku. Oh but...
1: god! I got enough. I got enough indigestion as it is.
0: And Keegan Murray, hold or drop? This is the last uh, one we're doing there, today. There's, there's like serious like kind of King stuff going on because they're trying to keep the two franchise guys happy, and and they want Keegan to be good, but like, is either franchise guy going to give up shots or you know control of the team so Keegan can be good? The answer so far has been no, and he's just trying to figure it out in the flow of the offense. He is a very good basketball player. He's going to be very good. There'll probably be an injury at some point in time that unlocks him, And then all of a sudden, they'll be like, wow, we can really run the offense through this guy. But until that happens, and and it would have happened at the beginning of the year because he was doing it. Then he had the personal stuff go on. Then it all went downhill from there and as well as some injury stuff. So it's an this is like one little thing that could set it off and it set it off. And and now he's got to climb back up. And I think it's going to be a couple of weeks. You know, I think the losing streak that's upcoming for the Kings might be the time where they go, okay, hey, let's try to to try to get Keegan going again.
1: And that is our final question. I've gone four and a half minutes over my target time on this one. So thank you, everybody. If we missed your question, I do apologize. We try to squeeze in a bunch of them here towards the end of the show, but there were a lot of big things that we wanted to go over this week as well. By the way, a little piece of news as we're heading off. TJ Warren is set to make his season debut tomorrow and play for the first time since December Or January of 2021, December of 2020. Yeah, it's been two full calendar years. Go TJ. Go TJ. Welcome back, dude. And It's good to have you. Uh, Famous for his 50 burger in the bubble. Man. Remember that? He went from really good to where's TJ? Gone. Sore foot and then just never. Anyway, uh, wait and see, by the way, for those that are asking on the fantasy side, because there's just no way he's going to get 30 minutes after not playing for two years. Two years, people. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, and congrats to TJ Warren for making it back somehow. The big dog at Aaron Brewski on Twitter. I am at Dan Vespers. Thanks so much for hanging with us here on this live edition of fantasy NBA today. Go check out our discord. If you're a member of one of our premium services, if you're not go get one, the fantasy pass rocks, knock your damn socks off with that bad boy. That's all over at SportsEthos.com at ethos BK on Twitter. Once again, please do rate subscribe on YouTube Tomorrow on the recorded pod, big week-in-review Friday show because somehow we made it to the end of another week. I don't know where the hell these days are going. Thank you again, everybody, for hanging with us. We'll see you soon.
0: Fur-fur.